Grace, mercy, and peace will be with us from God the Father and from Jesus Christ the Father's Son in truth and in love. Amen. I'm going to start off this morning by talking about something that's so very common for a moment. So very common, uh, a part of everyday life that it often goes unnoticed or unremarked. Unless we've got some extremes, of course. That is water, H2O, agua. If it's been dry like we had the last summer, there's a lot of comments about how it's difficult to get to the lake, to get out on the lake, either for boat traffic or swimming or any variety of other summer activities. Can't water the lawn, the lawn's dying, etc., etc. It's something that we often don't notice. Something that just, I don't know, it's just such, becomes such a part of daily life that we, I would say in many ways, have a hard time appreciating it, how significant it is. Get up in the morning. At least I get up in the morning when I do. I walk into the bathroom and I turn on the faucet and I get a drink of water. It's so simple. Let's not forget that important ritual of making coffee. Don't want to forget that one. That's very important. I go to PT in the morning. And especially in the summer, I'm always reminded, don't forget your water source. Okay? There's that strange contraption. Right? That strange contraption uh, is door or curtain sometimes. is um, a big container down on the bottom. Uh, big bin. Uh, yeah, a tub. Tub, that's what it is. It's uh, a shower. Right? A shower. Universally feared by small children for getting water in their eyes. Avoided by middle-aged children. But suddenly in later teen years... Hopefully, they develop quite an affinity for it and can't seem to get them out. Where does all that water come from? The faucet. That's where it comes from, right? Wrong. (laughs) Do you know where water comes from? It's like asking, where does milk come from? The grocery store. The refrigerator. Where does water come from? Do you know where yours comes from? Do you trust it? What do you know about it? I want to take a look at the gospel lesson this morning with that in mind. And there's an activity that's going on around water, the River Jordan specifically, and John the Baptizer. There's also been uh, some significant upset, there's been a little conflict. Uh, there's an important delegation of people. Just prior to our reading this morning, a significant delegation of very important people who have come from Jerusalem and they want to know what he's doing with that water and who he is. And he tells them, preparing the way for the Messiah, that he might be revealed to Israel, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world and baptizes with the Holy Spirit. Now this is an interesting turn of events, isn't it? What is going on here with this washing, this baptism? That is what baptize means, to wash. Is it purely ritual? What's going on with this baptism? Now what's going on with this person, this new person who's on the scene? Jesus. Let's go to John the Baptist first. 
In verse 31, I myself did not know him, but for this purpose I came baptizing with water that he might be revealed to Israel. There's preparation with repentance that's taking place. John is baptizing. His baptism is one of preparation, as we heard about earlier in chapter 1. The voice of one crying out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. And of repentance in preparation for the Messiah to come. But baptism is different now. It's different now. He is here. The Messiah is now here. The Lamb of God. The Son of God. And He baptizes with the Holy Spirit. He takes away sin. Sin causes blindness. Not knowing. Of the mind in particular. Not knowing. Ignorance. I'm reminded of that old military cadence, right? The refrain. You know that one? I didn't know. I didn't know. Right? And as the cadence goes on, there's different parts to it and all these different aspects of military life. And now that you're in military life, you know, you can't use it. I didn't know. I didn't know. Right? It's kind of funny. I enjoyed that one. I always liked that one. I didn't know. I didn't know. John the Baptist says. I didn't know. Well, they're first cousins. What does he mean? I didn't know. As one early Christian put it, rational man became utterly irrational by sin, not even recognizing the Creator. Now through this one is baptizing with the Holy Spirit and he takes away sin. To this new one on the scene, Jesus, the Messiah, he baptizes with the Holy Spirit and takes away sin. And he brings knowledge. He brings knowing. Consider the source of the life-giving water. Come and you will see, he says. This is different. Not just the muddy water of the Jordan. Through this is the entrance to the promised land. He is the one before me, John says. The word at creation, with God, was God. All things were made through Him. Well, that certainly changes things, doesn't it? That changes what's going on there, in that place at that time. That changes things now. Consider the source and consider it well. The Son of God is the Lamb of God. That sacrifice that takes away the sin of the world. Baptism isn't just a hoop to jump through or an empty ritual. It's not a sign or a symbol. This baptism is new life. Titus in chapter 3 says, Titus chapter 3 verses 5 and 6 He saved us, not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to His own mercy, by the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit, the baptizing 
washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us richly through Jesus Christ, our Savior. And we experience it now in the Christian rite of baptism. We have this experience of new life that has first put the old one to death. Water is also deadly, is it not? Hard-hearted Pharaoh. When we look at those words taken from our baptismal rite. Hard-hearted Pharaoh and all of his hosts drowned in the Red Sea, but Israel with God passed through those waters and to safety. It does away with the old person and it brings about a new one. A new one comes to be. Water connects us to the death of Christ. In 1 Peter chapter 3, For Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the Spirit, in which he went and proclaimed to the spirits in prison, because they formerly did not obey, when God's patience waited in the days of Noah, while the ark was being prepared, in which a few, that is, eight persons, were brought safely through water. Baptism, which corresponds to this, now saves you, not as a removal of dirt from the body, but as an appeal to God for a good conscience through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who has gone to heaven is at the right hand of God with angels, authorities, and powers having been subjected to him. How much clearer could we have it? Connected directly to the resurrection of Christ, to his cross. This is the promise that comes through Jesus Christ, through the Messiah. This is what it means. Can God do amazing things? Can He do amazing things? Absolutely He can. As His people, we say Amen. Indeed, God does great things. Amazing things. If God says that He can do this amazing thing by water and by His Word, how could we doubt it? Satan wants us to doubt it. He wants us to doubt it. He wants us to be in conflict about it. But here's God's word again in response. For a little bit later in John's Gospel, Jesus answered him, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Baptism does not stand on its own. It is not something that stands apart or separate. It is united to the work of Christ on the cross. And thus it carries the effects of what Christ did on that cross. This is what makes it so precious. This is what makes it so valuable, so meaningful. And this is what makes it so sure. This is what gives it its value. In this new life, you are called. In this new life that comes through holy baptism, you are called and follow. Go back to our gospel lesson this morning. The next day, 
Again, John was standing with two of his disciples. And he looked at Jesus as he walked by and said, Behold the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard him say this and they followed Jesus. Jesus turned and saw them following and said to them, What are you seeking? And they said to him, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? And he said to them, Come and you will see. So they came and saw where he was staying, and they stayed with him that day, for it was about the tenth hour. One of the two who heard John speak and followed Jesus was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first found his own brother, Simon, and said to him, We have found the Messiah, which means Christ. He brought him to Jesus, and Jesus looked at him. Notice twice we hear that word to follow. That's what it means to be a disciple. It literally means to follow in response to God's call. Come and you will see. God calls them, come and you will see. And they respond and they follow. Become his disciples, his followers. Christ takes away our sins every day through the daily promise of baptism and repentance. This is the ongoing baptismal life that we talk about. This removal of sins daily. Even as the sun comes up every morning, so does Christ continue in His promise, steadfast, to remove our sins as far as the east is from the west. And in this new life, we live and move and have our being. That is, in Christ Himself. We're stepping into new circumstances, new circumstances, new life, new work. You do it as a baptized son or daughter of God. Drifting or feeling somewhat lost, be reminded, be reminded of who you are. You are a baptized son or daughter of God. Who you are defines how you are. What you are like, in other words. Baptism is like that propeller on the ship that pushes us through treacherous places in life. It's the forgiveness of Christ at work in our lives. It's what gives you a point of reference in stormy times and stormy seas as you navigate through this thing called life. It's the robe of righteousness that is the work of Christ for your life. It's water for new life.